Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. Week two is now officially in the books. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin, and I've got Dynasty Dale with me today. Find him over on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dale. And we are excited for another episode. And I did tell you guys last week that we're going to be moving this to Tuesday night to start recording because Friday is kind of pointless because you don't get to touch on all the games and everything. So uh, we are excited to jump into it here Tuesday night. We're going to be talking about some of our sleeper starts for this upcoming week, recapping our guys from last week that we recommended and where it went wrong, and then recapping week number two in the ERI League and a couple of trades that went down in that league so um, and we also got a little bit of a draft strategy around Trey Lance what are you going to do with them and we're going to tell you so thank you guys for joining Dale how you doing today hey 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 uh, I, I I'm doing great tonight I'm doing great tonight Calvin uh, I uh, I am very excited to have two weeks in in, in the NFL season and I'm I am I'm definitely ready to talk about some starts for week Awesome. Awesome. Did you do good in your leagues this week? Uh, I didn't do too bad. I actually had an upset win, which I was I was pretty happy about because <laughs> of uh, because of Tua going off. So I I was I was very very happy about that. You dirty man starting Tua. Dude, it was a terrible week for me. I won 1 out of 8, including my redrafts. I went Ooh. 1 in 7 this week. It was a rough week. Freaking Paris Campbell and DJ Chark everywhere killed me. The only league I won is the league I didn't start either one of those. It's just disappointing. (laughs) Disappointing. Oh, and then you throw in Cole Komet and uh, Hunter Henry also goosing me. I had like so many players just get goose eggs. It's crazy. Cole Komet has zero points through two weeks. What are we doing now? What are we doing? All right. So let's quickly just recap our starts of the week from last week. Uh, my starters last week, I'm going to talk about them, where it went wrong with a couple of them. I recommended Allen Robinson. That was a good start, in my opinion. He was so close, inches away from having a second touchdown. Um, if you heard about the play, basically he had a touchdown. They ran the routes, had a touchdown. And then after the play was over and everybody was celebrating, one of the referees called out that there was a player um, that had concussion symptoms so they canceled the play after it was over and redid the play uh, and pulled that player for the concussion and then the next play Cooper Cup got the touchdown instead of Allen Robinson so he was almost a smash play uh, but he only was pretty good this week and I think that that's going to continue again this is what I was kind of expecting from Allen Robinson squeaky wheel everybody kind of expected it and uh yeah that's uh it's something that I would be liking going forward if it was me. Who was your? What was your first guy that you had last week? Uh, mine was Curtis Samuel. He he was definitely a hit. Like he was was uh, seven for nine, seventy eight yards in a TD, and he also had about like twenty rushing yards on a very very good Commanders offense, which I'm loving this year. Which which doesn't feel right to say, but I am definitely loving their offense. Hey, and you just gotta remember. It was all Carson Wentz's fault in Indianapolis. That's, that's just all we got to remember. What? One hundred percent it was. <laughs> but no, Curtis Samuel, talk him up. You you got him right. I, I wanted him. You stole him from me, but you get the credit. <laughs> so all right, my yeah, my then, go. Oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Oh um, 
All I, all I was going to say was that my second start was Greg Dort for it's for the Arizona for the Arizona Cardinals. Like he went four for four for fifty for fifty five and a touchdown, which is about fifteen points. And then if you're in in a real pinch for uh, for a sneaky start um, for for the next couple of weeks, like he's going to be your guy definitely with with Hollywood's injury, with Hopkins on the sideline. You know, like Ertz is always a always a liability. <laughs> her, you know, that so. is true. Yeah, he's been surprisingly good, and I think he does have a little bit of risk when Hopkins comes back. But enjoy him while you got yeah, him. He definitely. definitely there's so many injuries right now or, or guys that are just so unreliable. Like if you have Darnell Mooney, I'd be pivoting to someone like Dorch a hundred percent. Absolutely. All right. My second guy that I recommended last week was Michael Carter. He was a semi hit, semi miss. He ended up with 10 points, um, seven carries for 23 yards, five care, five receptions on five targets for 27 yards. The problem with Michael Carter this week was the efficiency just was not there. Um, Brees Hall showed why he was a second round pick. I'll give him credit. He was very explosive in this game. He finished with three points more, but he had the touchdown on the week. He broke a long run for a touchdown. But Michael Carter, like I keep saying, he had more carries, more opportunities than Brees Hall. And again, he's going to get worked up into it. But eventually it's going to be like a 50-50 split between these guys. And the Cleveland defense is a good defense. You know, they they are very stout against the run. They have a very nasty defensive front. So the efficiency not being there, I'm not too worried about. It's the five for five that I love to see from Michael Carter. And again, when a lot of running back numbers were down on the week as a whole, I will take 10 points from Michael Carter. I'll still call it a miss for you guys because I want to be honest with it, but it's not too bad. And again, he's a sneaky start going forward because I, as much as I like Brees Hall, I do love Brees Hall. I know I've been talking down on Brees Hall for so long. The problem is it's just the, the volume is not going to be there for Brees Hall. He's got the explosiveness, but Michael Carter is going to have more volume than Brees most of the season. So utilize that while you can. Uh, my last guy, real quick, I'll touch on him and you can tuck on yours, was DJ Chark. And this was a complete miss by me, but in my defense, uh, man, Amon Ross St. Brown was amazing, but the 0 for 4 for DJ Chark, he was six inches away from two touchdowns in this game. I, It was crazy. I was watching this game the whole time and Jared Goff overthrew him or just put the ball in a bad spot. The first, the first throw, he overthrew him by half a yard. DJ Chark ended up mm. laying out, didn't, wasn't able to get it. It was in his fingertips, just wasn't able to pull it in. Um, if he would have hit him in stride though, more than likely it was a touchdown, but yeah, it just didn't work out there. Second one was kind of a weird throw. Like DJ Chark was completely wide open. He would have scored a touchdown if he would have gotten this ball, but Jared Goff threw it kind of low. Again, DJ Chark kind of had to dive to try and catch it. Again, didn't pull it in. That's not really his forte is those diving spectacular catches, but man, he was so close from just having two touchdowns in this game and two touchdowns. He would have been over 20 points. You, you would have been happy for sure. So I will count this again as a miss. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, but man, it was so close to being a three for three. Who was your last guy that you had this week? Um, so my last guy w- w- was Adam Thielen. Uh, unfortunately, he was a miss as well. Like he did play a little bit better. Um, so he did have some more targets, but uh, but he's going to be very, very TD dependent. You know, 
Um, I mean, the game plan for the Vikings last night was in Thielen's favor, but Kirk Cousins was playing pretty poor last night, and and they really couldn't move the ball at all on, on, on that Eagles defense. So, you know, I do expect some better days for Adam Thielen, but uh, but for last week, like, he was a myth. Yeah, Adam Thielen, he is going to get some touchdowns as we go through the season, but that defense by the Eagles is just nasty. That is why is we, <laughs> we both had them, I think, winning number one seed in the NFC for a reason. This team is legit, guys. So uh, just something to keep on your mind in the future weeks as you're playing against these defensive guys, you know, the Eagles defense. You're going to have to start modifying your matchups a little bit here. So just keep that on your mind. So that said, like I said, Dale beat me in week number one. He had two hits, one miss. Uh, very close to tying him and very close to beating him in this one but i will give him the credit so let's roll right into our three starters for this upcoming week i'll jump off with my first guy here and i guess this one's kind of cheating i'll I'll give it to you on that one so uh, the one guy i wanted to say here is basically a a vote of confidence for this player and that's going to be kyle pitts with the atlanta falcons Mm -hmm. now This shouldn't be a massive like, oh man, you're starting Kyle Pitts, go figure. No, but the reason why I wanted to mention him here is because a lot of people are freaking out about Kyle Pitts. Through two weeks, he is just not performing very well whatsoever for fantasy football, and the coach's comments have him a little bit more concerned as well. You know, he's the... the, the tight end number 35 through two games, which you did not expect when you're taking him in the third round of your startups, right? Or your, your redraft leagues or wherever you took him. 10 targets, four catches. He had seven in week one, three last week, and 19 yards in both games. But here's the thing. Despite what Arthur Smith said, this isn't fantasy football, squeaky wheel narrative. They're playing Seattle this week. Seattle's not a good team. The Seattle Seahawks got absolutely destroyed by the Denver tight ends in week one. They're not a very good team in general. Seattle's just not great. They got destroyed by Ross Dwelly last week. So it's a very positive matchup for Kyle Pitts just on that front. Then you add in the fact that he's running all the routes on the field. He is playing all the snaps, 93% of snaps yesterday, just didn't get any targets. He had three targets on the week. What that says is they're just not game planning around Kyle Pitts. That's going to change in this week's practice. They're going to install the game plan around Kyle Pitts being the focus of the offense. He took him four overall. Arthur Smith is not an idiot. You know, he he's cocky. We'll give him that, but he isn't an idiot. He's going to feature Kyle Pitts. And honestly, I think this is going to be a massive points for Kyle Pitts this week. I'm talking 20 to 30 points, what you expected from him when you drafted him. So I'm putting a stamp on him. I don't think he's just going to be good this week. I think he's going to be elite this week. So Kyle Pitts is my number one guy here. Who's your guy? Um, um So my number one guy is Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I am very, very excited about Kirk. I've always been always been a fan of kirk um but he was in arizona he 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 was a little inconsistent with with kyler murray but but in this jags offense is the wide receiver one he is the go-to target i feel for 
um, for Lawrence, and I feel he's going any any and and he's going against a, a Chargers defense who 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 is good and and they are a lot better on the back end this year compared to in your past, but uh, but I but I do expect this to be a really a potentially higher scoring game. And I think the Jags are going to actually try to keep up with the Chargers, and it's going to be a really good game. And I think Christian Kirk is going to be a big part of that. Yeah, that's pretty fair. The one thing, too, about that as well, with Herbert having the injury, and Jacksonville's defense has been really good through two weeks. Like, just something yeah. to keep in mind. Uh, I know everyone's expecting the Chargers to just completely blow them out, but those two things combined might make this competitive. So I like that start from you. My number two guy is going to be Miles Sanders with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Miles Sanders, he's having a better year this year, but I think that he's going to have a great week this week. In week number one, he had 18 and a half points, you know, 13 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown against Detroit. They're against Washington this week, and Washington has been getting absolutely destroyed on the ground. Their defense is just not what you'd really expect from them. Um, it's, I think their secondary is actually a little bit better than we've we've kind of seen the last couple of weeks, but Washington is just getting absolutely massacred um, on a defensive front, and I like Miles Sanders. This Eagle team we just talked about, they are rolling, and I think that they are going to continue to roll as we go forward, and they're going to steamroll their division rivals in the Washington Commanders, and I think that Miles Sanders is probably going to go for over 100 on the ground, maybe a couple carries, and by, I'm, I'm expecting maybe one or two touchdowns in this game, as long as he doesn't get completely vultured by Jalen Hurts. But I think that what we've seen from Miles Sanders so far this year is he is looking really, really good. So stamp of approval here this week on Miles Sanders. Well, well, on Sanders, I do, I don't hate that start. I, I'm just not a big fan of Sanders's usage. In, I mean, I mean, he he is getting used, and he and he has been efficient. You know, I I, I do get that, but he's, but I. But like what you said with like Hertz, Hertz around the goal line is it's almost a given six for him, you know, you know. So, so like I I am worried about that. But like having ten points, you know, on, you know, for the for the rushing yards, and then then he is able to catch the ball. You know, I do see that as a potential a potential hit on your end. Yeah, we'll so, see. We will see. So. You're right, Jalen Hurts. But, I mean, the one nice thing for Sanders, even going back to last year, is the efficiency for him. You look at his games, you know, he didn't play all of last year, but on Sleeper, the nice thing is you can see the where their their finishes were in terms of, um, like, green, yellow, and red in terms of how they ranked amongst all running backs or whatever category you're looking at for last year, right? His yards right. per carry is green in every game except for Wood for the last like three <laughs> years. Like the dude is just very explosive. He's very yeah. efficient. And again, I think that he had 17 carries this last week against Minnesota. I think that he's going to continue that. You know, he's not going to have 
30 uh, opportunities, but I think he's going to have right around 15 carries, maybe a hundred yards. And I, I just have a feeling that they're going to try and utilize him more in the red zone. Uh, one to kind of take it off of Jalen hurts a little bit to, to preserve him a little bit there, but also because last year he had no touchdown. So they're going to try and feature him a little bit more. Um, he is in a, in a contract year and the coaches aren't complete monsters. They're not trying to just completely screw miles Sanders career essentially by never letting him get a touchdown so uh, I think that that's going to be this week and I think he's going to have a good one so who's your number two guy um I'm so my number two two guy is is actually on the other side of that game it is Carson Wentz um I've been really liking him this year he's been playing out of his mind uh he got let's see in 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 week one he had he had 27.72 points, and last week he had 27.78. So he's been very consistent. He has averaged at least like 313 and three a game, <laughs> and and you know, you know, and 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 that's a very very good baseline to have if you're going to be like a high end a high end QB one, which he has played this year. So like he's actually QB four on the year. Um, know the year's still young and and i think he's going to be playing with a lot of a lot of emotions this week like he's like he's going to be going back to philly for or well well they're actually playing at home excuse me um uh, but he's going to be playing against philly like that's going to be definitely a a definitely a revenge game for him and i and I think he's gonna have. I I believe he's gonna have another good game. You know, I don't I don't expect him to have have twenty seven point seven points like he has been, but I do expect him to be, you know, probably between twenty and twenty four points, and and a lot of those points are gonna go to Curtis Samuel and and uh, Jahan Dotson. We will see. It might be a Terry McLaurin week finally yeah. for the first time this year, but. Um, yeah, no, Carson Wentz has been very good. And remember, it was all his fault in Indy uh, for mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. That's all I'm going to remind people, you know, 24 to 0. It was all Carson Wentz's fault. But, no, I do like mm-hmm. that start. It, it is a good one. Um, Carson Wentz is looking pretty good so far this year. The only thing is he's been so efficient through the air. I I don't know if that's going to continue every single week. I mean, it's been a couple of weaker secondary so far. Right. But yeah. I will say the weakest part of Philadelphia is their secondary. I think their defensive front seven are pretty monstrous. But back yes. four, they're good, but they're not the best in the league good. So right. um, if there's somewhere you could exploit them, I think it's there. So no, I, I do like that. We'll see how he finishes after this week. All right, then my last guy that I'm going to recommend is going to be Amari Cooper with the Cleveland Browns. And Amari Cooper, he did not have a great week one, but he really showed up last week. Old Amari Cooper is kind of what he looked like. Uh, Week one, he had six targets, three catches for 17 yards. It was just not great. But again, Carolina, I think their defense is actually pretty good. Their defense is not bad at all. Their offense just kind of stinks. It's it's all over the board. They just have no consistency whatsoever. Last week they played the Jets, and look at that. Amari Cooper playing eighty percent of the snaps yet again is pretty consistent week to week. Ten nine catches for out of ten targets for one hundred and one and one. And they're against Pittsburgh this upcoming week. No uh, T.J. Watt. 
I think Pittsburgh is a little bit more vulnerable right now on the defensive side of the ball. And Pittsburgh has been getting lit up through the air the last couple weeks. Now, there's going to be a lot of emotions. These teams hate each other, like absolutely hate each other. So that'll be fun. But Amari Cooper is the new guy. He's never been part of this whole drama or anything like that. And I think that Brissett is starting to lean on him in this team. So Um, I do like Amari Cooper quite a bit this year. Again, it's more of a full PPR kind of play. If you're in like standard, he he was still pretty good last last week. I'm not going to lie, but I do like Amari Cooper going forward. And I think that him and Brissett are starting to get a pretty decent rapport together. And this week, I don't think they're going to want to take the gas off like they did against the Jets last week, which led to a loss. So um, Amari Cooper is going to be my number three guy this week. Good. No, I, 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 I do agree with all those points. Like, um, um, so I think that Cooper has played really well this year for the Browns and he's just going to keep going as he's starting to build that rapport with, with, um, with Brissett. So, um, so, so, so for my number three guy is, um, actually a rookie this week. It's, it's Garrett Wilson. Oh, um, of 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 the New York I I of the New York Jets I know I'm I I am a big Ohio State fan and I have I have I have watched Garrett Wilson for the past three years when he was in college and this year and I know the dude's legit you know I feel I feel he's playing a very very uh, well a, a fairly weak Bengals defense. And Super Bowl hangover is real. It is a it is a big Super Bowl hangover for them. So 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 like Joe Flacco is like I think he's I think he's third third in the NFL in yards this year. And 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 with playing catch up against the Browns, um he was mainly targeting Garrett Wilson. So like so like Wilson went eight he had eight receptions. He had 14 targets for 102 and two. Now, now I don't expect the touchdowns to carry over by any means, but you know, like, like he's averaged 75 yards a game in, in two games and he's averaged six receptions. So like right there is like a good, a good baseline of about, you know, like, like 13 points. So, you know, like if you had some rushing yards here and there, like a catch or two, you know, I think he's going to be, a very big part of, of Jets's offense, and and in this game, like I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be the wide receiver one for the Jets by the end of the year. I like Elijah Moore, but I think I think the, I th- I believe the Jets have a lot more draft capital in Garrett Wilson than Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco, and hopefully Zach Wilson builds a good rapport with Wilson over the year. No, that's fair. We'll see how it goes. I think this might be a little bit of Elijah Moore. The only thing I'm scared about with the Jets is it might be a little bit of a ping pong situation here with the two guys, kind of like a Jamar Chase and T Higgins. But, you know, that's the one funny thing is everyone says, oh, you can't have Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore both be good. But they just completely ignore the the Cincinnati Bengals who have the number one dynasty wide receiver and the number seven guy on their team, you know. So uh, it's not exactly true. You're just worried about the quarterback at that point, whether it's Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson. So, um, yeah, I just think that 
it's definitely possible both of these guys can coexist. I think that this might be a little bit more of an Elijah Moore week personally, but no, Garrett Wilson has been pretty good for a rookie. So we will see how he can do. Maybe they'll be able to shake off the Super Bowl hangover eventually. This is a pretty good defense, but uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah. not been showing it yet. So I like that call. All right, so that's our starts of the week this week, guys. Let us know what you think over on Twitter or on YouTube. Uh, make sure you, if you're following on YouTube, if you could like, comment, subscribe to the video, just put a comment out there. It helps with the algorithm just to get the podcast flowing and, and out there to more people. But that said, we're going to jump into a little bit of advice because one of the biggest things that I've seen, it, this is probably the biggest, one of the biggest injuries um, because it just leaves people not knowing where to go with this player. And that is Trey Lance. If you missed it, he did get a basically a, the Dak Prescott injury from a couple years ago, dislocated his ankle, which basically means he broke it. Um, to what extent, we don't really know. I do know that it can't be as bad as Dak's because he didn't try and bang it back into place. So there's that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Trey Lance is, he already had a surgery. He is out for the rest of the year, and this will be his team in 2023. And that leaves everybody just wondering, what the heck do we do with Trey Lance now? A lot of people are freaking out because they're saying, well, if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, you know, after at the end of the year, he is a free agent. They can't franchise tag him. They can't extend like they can't they can extend them, I guess. But if they resign him, but essentially they have no tools in their bag because of the the restructured contract that they signed. Jimmy Garoppolo has the choice to walk or resign with the Niners. It is in his hands. It's not in the team's hands. So nobody really knows. But if he balls out, are they going to bring him back? This is a really good roster. There's a lot of people that think that they're going to make it a deep run in the playoffs, especially in the NFC. So if they do that with Jimmy Garoppolo, where does that leave Trey Lance? And I just want to talk about some of the scenarios here with Dale and get some of opinions and feedback into what you should do with Trey Lance in your league. So Dale, first things first, are you, what are your thoughts on Trey Lance? Are you buying, holding, selling? What are you, what are you thinking? All right, for uh, Trey Lance, um, I am actually pretty pretty scared about Trey Lance. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I am I am one of those fantasy owners that is freaking out over Lance, and I'm and I'm not really sure what to do with him at the moment. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm my hope is to have the hype from this year carry over to next year to get something potentially like potentially like a first round pick next year or like a, like another decent quarterback that can actually play this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm more trying to sell Lance at this moment. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't mind holding him, but in the leagues that I do have him in, I'm not very, I don't have a lot of depth at, at quarterback, unfortunately. So I'm, that's more why I'm freaking out over him because I kind of, I I didn't really sell the farm, but I kind of sold the farm on on the hype of Trey Lance and the potential, and we never got to see any of that. 
that's that's where I'm either gonna hold. I'm, I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm probably gonna end up holding on him because of that because because his value is just gonna keep dipping. So here's my thoughts on it, and and the way that I think the best way to talk about this is to look at the 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 end of year scenarios that um that are possible essentially, right? So scenario number one. The super the uh, San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl or make a deep playoff run, and that's with Jimmy Garoppolo. He plays very very well. There's two options at that point, right? Either they bring back Jimmy Garoppolo or they let him walk. If they let him walk, it's Trey's team 100%, no loss in value. You're just basically postponing one year essentially, right? If they bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. That means that more than likely they're going to try and trade Trey Lance. And then at that point, it's a free for all. You don't know where he's going to go, what he's going to go for, anything like that. Um, if he goes to a team, you know, let's say he goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Let's say they move on from Lamar, he goes to the Ravens. That'd be probably like the second best situation you could pop possibly ask for. But um, let's say that he goes to somewhere like the Detroit Lions. We have no idea, right? That is where you could see a pretty big dip in his volume, right? Then you look at um, someone like the other scenario would be they don't make a, a playoff run, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo. In that case, they would 100% let Jimmy Garoppolo walk. They're not going to try and even bring him back at all. And then it's Trey Lance's team. So there's only one situation where uh, they really, really has an impact negatively on Trey Lance's value, in my opinion. And it's a pos- It's a definitely like a 50-50. I mean, it is a good team. Um, but I think that based on everything we've, we've heard from the coaching staff and everything they've said, this is Trey Lance's team. They've committed to him. And the fact that they brought back Jimmy was 100% on the fact that they couldn't get uh, a trade partner worked out, essentially, that they had no other choice. They weren't just going to cut him because he was a quality backup. You didn't know what you were going to get from Trey Lance. And I don't think there's ever really any risk of them sitting Trey Lance for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think that he was always just there in case something like this happened because he is a great backup um, insurance policy for Trey Lance. So I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is gone after this year. So personally, I'm not too worried about Trey Lance long-term it's just more what you're doing with them in the short term. That's my opinion that I'm taking on them. So um, personally, I'm either holding or I might even be a buyer. Um, it depends on, and that's where I guess we can transition into the advice. So buy, sell, and hold. It's always the the classic game that we play with these players, right? Are you a buyer? Are you sell or hold? Well, it all depends on your situation, right? So if you're a contender, if you think your team is looking good after two weeks. You know, you've got guys that are hitting pretty hard so far. You know, you've avoided some of the injury risk. You've avoided some of those guys, but you do have Trey Lance. I would sell him for a player, someone like maybe a Zach Wilson, who's kind of coming back um, and maybe a pick or something like that, or, you know, a Kirk Cousins, whatever you could get. I would sell him for a fair value, maybe a little bit of a dip in what he was going for a couple weeks ago, but I am not panicking and selling for nothing. I'm not going to just give him up on the cheap. 
If you're someone who is kind of in the middle, you're wishy-washy, you don't really know if you're going to be able to compete this year or if you're going to be able to tank it out like you're not going to make playoffs. If you're kind of in the middle, I'm holding, 100% I'm holding. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have him, I might even, I probably am not going to buy if I'm one of those middle teams because you need yeah. the assets that you're going to have to possibly, if you do make a playoff run, You'll need those assets long term. So I'm holding 100%. If I have him or if I don't have him, I'm not buying him. But if you're a team that is not looking good, you're not looking like you're probably going to get to playoffs, you don't have the talent there, the depth there, I'm 100% holding and I'm 100% buying if I can. Because again, there's a situation where Jimmy Garoppolo comes comes back and it's his team, but if they don't make Trey Lance something, I'm telling you right now, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan will lose their jobs. It will 100% happen. So they have a personal incentive to make this guy work. So I think that uh, is something that we need to consider. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, I'm. that's why I'm not too worried about it personally. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I do agree with all of that, you know, you know, I do think Trey Lance is their long-term man in San Francisco. You know, I do expect them to make a playoff run because the NFC is not very deep this year. And I think they're either going to win the division or be a higher, higher uh, wildcard team. So like, they're going to, like they're going to do well enough this year to make the playoffs and probably, and probably make a good run. So, but, but as, as for Jimmy G, you know, I could, I mean, I, as as a Trey Lance owner, I kind of hope this is his last year, but you know, I I wouldn't put it past John Lynch to try to bring him back in some capacity because he is a good locker room guy, you know, and 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 the guys like him and he's a good backup and I'm I'm not sure where he'll fit in the the free agency scheme with all these uh, so with all these quarterbacks coming in next year, so you know, I'm I'm not sure where he'll go if he goes somewhere, you know, and yeah. and, and be able to and, and be able to start. Yeah, and that's fair. And the one thing with that is, I will say, I it's always we always have the deepest league ever, right? But there's a lot of teams that could probably use a Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's a solid starter. Like you look at New Orleans, Jameis is. Up and down so far there. Um, Carolina, they could use a team or a quarterback there. Uh, Houston, he would fit in decently there as a bridge quarterback if they wanted that. Um, you got Indianapolis, you know, they're going to retread the old, the old, we're just going to get a vet guy in here and there's that. Um, you got someone like Detroit if they wanted to move on from Jared Goff. I don't think that's very likely personally. Um, New England, not very likely there, but mm-hmm. there's a few other teams here, man, where I think that he could fit in Washington. If they, if they, you know, Jim Ursay, Carson Wentz out of the building, <laughs> um, Atlanta, possibly Seattle, he would still be a good fit in Seattle today, Tampa Bay after Tom Brady retires. I know it's a good quarterback class next year, but there are still Quite a few teams, New York Giants. There's another one right there. So I think that there's a lot of possibilities. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is more than likely going to walk because I don't think that he wants to be a backup. And I, again, I think that the coaching staff 
has committed to Trey Lance for the future. So that said, last thing we'll touch on a little bit of advice here. So again, I just gave my opinion on what your scenario is. If you're a contender, sell him, just get the pieces to help you get a title. Cause you're not going to be able to count on him this year. He's out. If yep. you're in that middle range, just hold. Um, if you're a, not a contender, I'd be buying, um, and trying to get him there. But if you were selling Trey Lance as a contender, what are you possibly giving up right now in a one quarterback or a super flex league? What would your ideal in term? And we'll just do future draft capital, you know, just for, to make it easier there. You can do your own evaluations on players. I don't want to get into the weeds here too much on that. Like, Oh, Zach Wilson in, in a first and a second and a fourth, you know, like whatever you can, you right. can figure out what Zach Wilson is worth in terms of future picks and then assign it that way. So what would you say future pick wise in a one quarterback league for Trey Lance, if you're selling, what would you want to get for him? Honestly, I mean, to be truthful, if, if I'm in a one quarterback league and I, I probably wouldn't even touch Lance because I feel Wait, this is your feel, owner. So you're trying to sell. <laughs> oh, OK, right. Oh, so I'm, I'm trying to sell him. So, yeah, yeah. If, if I'm trying to sell him, I would probably I would probably want a first out of him. A late first in in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I I yeah I I, w- I would probably say like a mid to late first would would be fair. It, it's 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 for Lance because he because he does have that pedigree, like he does have that that star potential mm-hmm. that I wish we would have seen. But you know, so so that that's probably what I would want. That's fair, and that's right where I'm at as well in one quarterback. You know. I, more than likely, you're probably not going to get a mid first for him. So it'd probably have to be a late first, but I think that's right around his value. I think that's kind of where it's fair. You're taking the risk on, on if you're buying him for a late first, you're, you're getting the risk that he's never going to be able to develop into something. But, you know, there was a lot of rumors that he was one year away from, from being a stud. You need one more year of development. And again, you look at Aaron Rodgers, he needed three years on the bench. You know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not great either. It's not great. You don't love to see that. But yeah, I think that's pretty fair in terms of his value. What about in a super flex league? Because we all know quarterbacks are a little bit more valuable there. What would you sell him for in that league? Um, I would, um, so, so, so are we talking about like draft capital and only draft capital or are we talking about like a potential like player picks i would just do draft capital just to make it easier you know one-to-one comparison so like in a one quarterback he's worth one first are you saying in a in the super flex he's worth two first a first and a second a first and a third i'm 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 probably going a first and a second i don't think he's quite worth first right now you know you know I, i would probably like to have 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 a twenty three first and second, and okay. I would be very very happy at, at that point to get to to get off and land. And that's where it gets a little tricky here because more than likely you don't know the value of those firsts. You know, mm-hmm. if it was a high first, a hundred percent, I'm with you. First and yes. a second would be fine. If it's if you know it's probably two a, a, a late first, I'd probably say two firsts. Um, at that point, right. you know. Um, but if it's a mid mid to early first and then a second, I'd be okay with that a mid second. Um, but yeah, if you if you have any suspicion that they're going to be late picks, I'm a hundred percent down for two firsts for Trey Lance because 
you, we've all seen it the last couple of years. Oh, these are the deepest classes ever. And then they just fall off a cliff after like yep. six, seven picks, you know, it just never lives up to the billing when it comes to the actual draft time. So just keep that in mind when you're, when you're looking at your trades, if you think that they're going to be a mid pick, you know, I traded, <laughs> I will always be burned by this one last year. I was in a, in a league trying to rebuild, sold Elijah Moore to a guy he wasn't even in playoff contention at the time. So I, I got his first for him. His team was rough, and then his team just went on a run. He ended up winning the league last year. His team did not lose after I made that Elijah Moore trade. Didn't use Elijah Moore, but um, he just his team came on so hard. Ended up giving up basically the the Elijah Moore for the 112. And I was like, it's, it's not wasn't bad value. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad, but it's just like, it's supposed to be like the one six, you know, Elijah Moore for Drake London is what I was looking at originally. And I was like, ah, oh, that would have been so much better. But it was Elijah Moore for basically, you know, um, whoever the one twelve in a super flex was this year. I think it was someone like George Pickens. It, it's not bad, but it, it could have been better. You know what I mean? So yeah. just keep that in mind when you're, you're looking at trades um, for Trey Lance, especially in a super flex league. Definitely. Again, use that that kind of matrix. If you think you're a contender, don't even bother going for them. Um, sell them if you have them. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Trey Lance. Just wanted to give a little bit of insight into it because the thoughts on this are just all over the board, man. It's, mm-hmm. it, people are freaking out. And I get it, but at the same time, we got to be... You know, this is where the engineering side of me is a little bit better. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> I get to be a little bit more calm under under the stress, I guess. So you got to think through things a little bit more logically. Eventually, things will calm down. I mean, look at Dak Prescott a couple years ago. Now, I know Dak had the pedigree of being a good quarterback, right? But he went from the quarterback number five overall from having uh, before the the ankle injury that year to the quarterback number six the next season. So, you know, he really didn't drop that far down boards. Again, he had a little bit more history at that point in time. So, you know, a little bit more to build off of. But Trey Lance was a top 12 guy two weeks ago. He was a top 12 dynasty quarterback two weeks ago. What is he going to drop to? 15, 16? He's not dropping out of the top 20. I can tell you that, especially if they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's just... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. I, I think the biggest thing that Lance will have to worry about is his confidence in cutting and and just and just running in general because that's a huge part of his game compared to Dak, where where like that was part of his game, but that wasn't the focal wasn't the point. main focal yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So so like that's gonna be the big thing for Lance is just getting confident and comfortable running again and and being tackled and being yeah the one and and, yeah well i was gonna say the one nice thing with this injury is it's a broken broken bone which are super rare in general which is kind of funny for nfl football right they don't really break their bones too often um but the nice thing about a break is typically as long as there's not a ton of ligament damage it's six weeks out and then you're you're back to recovery now He's going to be back in recovering and and practicing. This is week two. He's going to have almost a full year to get healthy from a six-week, like a two-month injury. He he will be just fine next year, start a training camp. So I am not worried about that whatsoever. They've already confirmed that the the surgery was a success. It looks like, you know, he had... It's too early to know if he's going to get an infection or something like that, you know, something like the Darius Geis injury a couple years ago. But, um it's very unlikely that he's going to have 
an infection at this point in time if everything is looking up for him. So I just think that he's going to be just fine. In two months, he's going to be practicing again more than like not practicing, but he's going to be recovering and rehabbing that, and he'll be just fine by the start of next year. So again, we got to think through this thing a little bit more logically, not so emotional. I know it sucks. Trust me, it sucks. I have him in half of my dynasty leagues, over half of my dynasty leagues. So it does definitely suck, but let's just be calm with it and just, you know, use that matrix that I talked about earlier or where you stand in your leagues and we can go from there. So, all right, yeah, enough yeah, talk. Yeah, oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, well, I was going to say, I agree on that. You know, it's, it's, it's really important in fantasy football to be rational and to not just trade, trade on emotion. Yes. Basically. It's crazy. Someone sent me an offer of, uh, basically, um, Kirk, uh, basically Trey Lance and Traylon Burks for Kirk cousins. I was like, dude, what, what is this? Like, Get out of here, man. Uh, no, <laughs> no. So, yeah, people are trying to take advantage of it. So, yeah, just be careful out there if you have him in your league. So, all right, enough talk about Trey Lance. Sucks enough. I don't want to keep living in this emotion as I <laughs> as we're talking. But we're going to recap week number two for the ERI Dynasty League now. And this is where I get to also dwell in my sadness of being 0-2 in this league. Uh, back-to-back worst manager based on the sleeper rankings. Like, thank you, sleeper. I, uh. I appreciate you. <laughs> my team has been below expectation twice in a row. Uh, oh goodness man i just that's frustrating it is frustrating so i guess we'll just kick it off right there so if you're coming back you know there was a pretty tough set of matchups in week number one i got a little unlucky played the second highest scorer i got a little unlucky and played the second highest scorer yet again but this week i was the lowest scorer so we'll touch on that one first justin fields he had a second touchdown i will stand by that Didn't, I, I agree. Didn't I live agree. up to his potential this week. DeAndre Swift had an average week. He was just okay. Uh, Saquon Barkley had an average week, was just okay. Both of those guys long-term, though, I do love them. Um, C.D. Lamb, for me, he did pretty good. I, I, I love to see the 11 targets in back-to-back weeks. Seven for 75, so he's kind of getting back there. No touchdowns yet, but again, it's coming. Allen Robinson was good. Talked about it earlier. Should have had another touchdown, but we'll let that slide. It didn't. It probably wouldn't have mattered when you hear the other side here. Uh, Kyle yeah. Pitts for me, just he's he is what he is right now. Um, AJ Dillon was just kind of a, a victim of circumstance. Aaron Jones just ate everything that game. So dominated that game. Oh my yeah. gosh, you know I I do like AJ Dillon, but oh, and that's the other thing we'll touch on real quick. We'll we'll touch on this matchup and then we'll touch on uh, a little bit of trade news in this league. Um Leonard Fournette, you know, that was a gritty game. Like, oh my goodness. Yes. At, at the end of the third quarter it was what, 3 to 0? Like, what in I, the I, world? I think it was 3-3 three, three or something like that. Yeah. Like that was just it, back and forth. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> These teams hate each other, by the way. They just absolutely, yes, absolutely, hate each other. <laughs> absolutely. And it's not getting better. Evan McPherson was the highest kicker on the week, so I did have that going for me. <laughs> but Green Bay defense—they were solid. They weren't anything special, but nobody cares about them. But yeah, it's just it kills me because I didn't start Baker Mayfield over Justin Fields. Oh man, sorry, sleeper. I apologize. But then didn't start Rashad Bateman. Over Allen Robinson, A.J. Dillon. I just, I, 
I, I understand it, but I just thought that uh, there was too much risk. Miami's defense is looking pretty good. Uh, Dallas Goddard over Kyle Pitts or Irv Smith over Dallas Goddard. Sorry, I didn't play either one of those over Kyle Pitts. I apologize, sleeper. So, you know, I'm 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 blowing uh I'm screwing up here, but yeah, just a rough matchup for me this week. Losing Trey Lance. At least I didn't start him and get two points, but yeah, I, I'm definitely banged up in my wide receiver core. You know, I've got Keenan Allen not playing. Devontae Parker had a goose egg on the bench, luckily, but Gabe Davis ended up being a late inactive. Um so didn't get the, I had to pivot from him to AJ Dillon uh, pretty late. Chris Godwin was someone that's still getting back healthy. So I just really need some help at wide receiver, but I think they are coming eventually. But on the other side here, um, Justin Herbert, Melvin Gordon, Daryl Henderson, Justin Herbert had a great night last Thursday. Um, Daryl Henderson was solid, had a touchdown. Love to see Cam Akers showing up a little bit more in that game. What are your thoughts about him in that game? Um, I was very happy to see Akers on the field for more than three snaps. You know, <laughs> it was five. You know, overall, it was five in week one. Come on. Oh, it it it, it was three touches, five snaps. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, You're he, right. he was more he was more active. Like, like I think he's gonna start taking over that lead role over Henderson. Uh, personally, because I don't I don't think Sean McVay trusts Henderson that much. So like I think it's going to be more of a 60-40 probably Acres Henderson more or towards the end of the year. I hope. Yeah, we're we're hoping for sure. Yeah. Another highly owned player is Cam Makers for me. So it's yeah. it's not been a great year for me to start the season, I'll tell you that. Uh Drake London for him, he just absolutely blew it up. Oh my gosh, I love Drake London. He's one of my favorite. He was my wide receiver one in this class and uh definitely showing up at the detriment of Kyle Pitts a little bit, but you know, I think you can make both these guys good. Come on. Let's do I think, it. I think they definitely can. Like, it's just, it's just Marcus Mariota in his, in his limitations is, is the biggest thing. So uh, to be fair, you know, yeah. they were against the Rams though. I mean, that's a tough matchup. It's, it, 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 it is tough, but like the Bills showed last week that they can be exploited. Well, know, the like Bills have a good have, defense. That's a problem. I, I, I I know that, but like the, but like they're, but like the Rams defense isn't isn't as good as it was last year. Like they had Von Miller at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. they lost a lot of a lot of other pieces. It's still a good defense, though, compared to the is, Atlanta it Falcons. It's a they, very, Falcons very were able to keep it up in this game, though. So you just want to see a little bit more from both, I think. But no, Drake London is looking really good through Fantastic. two weeks. Yeah, love him. Um, he had a Mon Rob sun God. I flew too close. He burned me. He burned the ever loving hell out of me. Uh, two carries for 68 yards, nine catches for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Now, again, DJ Chark could have had one of those touchdowns, maybe two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so close. But, uh, yeah, just, just whooped me there. John Dotson in his flex whooped me there. Uh, DK Metcalf had a pretty bad day yet again. I'm a little nervous about DK for the rest of the season. Long term, I think I he's agree. fine. But Tyler Higby, 7 for 71. Like, come on, man. I couldn't even get a break from Tyler Higby. Come on. <laughs> but, no, it was a good matchup for for him. And he's... He was just killing. It. I mean, Jared Goff was his best quarterback on his bench. Like, goodness gracious. 
But yeah, Damian Harris on the bench. Tony Pollard went off in this game. And this is a guy that's trying to rebuild for the, for the future. So uh, that's pretty terrifying. So those wide receivers are definitely looking good for Rob. Moves Rob to 2-0 for a rebuilding team. That's not too bad. Now we'll see when the depth gets here, if he has it for the um or the bye weeks and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, that's where it can get a little hairy. I think I have a little bit of an edge in that department for the rest of the league, for most of the league because of my depth. But yeah, it's going to get interesting here in the next couple of weeks. So puts me at 0-2 and, and him at 2-0. and And after this game, and this is where we'll touch on some trade stuff, I decided to that enough was enough and that I needed a quarterback. And I went through so many trade scenarios yesterday with you for most of them. But yes. Uh, yes. I almost thought about blowing up my team. I, I, I went I went the full <laughs> range of emotions in, in 24 hours there. Um, but ultimately, I settled on getting Dak Prescott, who is currently injured from Ryan, uh, division by zero, because... He has a lot of elite quarterbacks, Murray, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts. So Dak was his third quarterback. Um, ended up giving him AJ Dillon for Dak Prescott. So I, I'm not, I don't love it. Uh, I did get Sony Michelle back in trade too. You know, he comes home after all these years, but it does leave me a little bit weaker at running back than I like personally. Uh, I still have Swift. I still have Barkley and I have Fournette. So I do have some guys. Um, I really like them, but after that it's Gainwell, it's Sony Michelle and Chuba Hubbard. So it's, it's real, it gets real thin real quick. So mm-hmm. um, any injuries and I might be absolutely toasted for the year, but I think that I have the wide receiver depth to kind of make up for it in the flex. Um, so I, I just do, I had to get a quarterback. What do you think of that trade? Uh, I, I do like it. Um, I mean, it does stink that you had to give up AJ Dillon, but I, but overall, like I think that's a pretty fair trade and you were needing a quarterback really bad. And I think Dak's going to be healthy here in a couple weeks. And, and I think he's going to set you up better, but um, but for your depth at running back, like you may need to make another trade potentially to, to try to help that out. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's nothing on the waivers basically. So yeah, yeah we'll see. It, the problem with the running backs in this league specifically is they're so highly concentrated on like four rosters. So yes. it's pretty rough, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. And again, my biggest problem is, and again, I, I went through the whole range of trades and emotions and everything, but essentially I have a first round pick next year. I can probably get another first or, or two in next year's draft class if I really want to. There's some good running backs that are coming next year, but my problem right now is the wide receivers are absolutely killing me. Now I should be starting Rashad Bateman. He would have been helping me the last couple of weeks, but you know, it's just, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is not where I thought he would be. Once upon a time, I just had so many elite wide receivers. Keenan Allen just being injured. Chris Godwin being injured. It's just, yeah, haven't been able to get that elite production from them there. I'm hoping Gabe Davis is somebody that can kind of step up into that role. Based on Buffalo, that might be something realistic. But, oh yes. my gosh, that Buffalo offense is nasty. But, yeah, I just need those that next set of guys to take a step forward. And then I can maybe neglect my my running backs a little bit more here, especially with Kyle Pitts at tight end. Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard. I just I'm so locked there for the next couple of years. I just really need those those 
the quarterback is the biggest thing. And then uh, some wide receivers to pick up some of the slack here. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Had to make that trade for a quarterback. After losing Trey Lance too, it was just sitting there with no Trey Lance. Justin Fields and Baker Mayfield was a very dire situation for this season. So, uh, all right. So we'll get back into the recaps. Um, the next game was a heavy hitter slugfest was actually Ryan versus Dan. Um, Dan is now, oh my gosh, lighting the league on fire. That's for sure. Absolutely. Ryan gave it his best shot, but yeah, his, his team just was not able to keep up. Jalen Hurts put up 34, still wasn't enough. Ryan lost 195 to 155 and a 40.4. Points! Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> like, I'll we'll talk on Dan's team first because this is just ridiculous. Russell Wilson and Jonathan Taylor, first two guys, bad week, bad week. Eighteen points combined. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey, seventeen points. He's starting to look a little bit better. You know, got yeah. back there. Stephon Diggs, forty-five Diggs. points. Twelve, Three twelve for, yeah, twelve for one forty-eight. For he went off last. That that was just amazing. Oh my gosh. Then you look at, okay, Cooper Cup, still being Cooper Cup. He did get a lucky touchdown. I'll give him that. Take away one yeah. of those touchdowns, he would have had only 25 points. Oh man. Chucks. But uh TJ Hawkinson, not great. Don't like TJ Hawkinson very much. He's got me really worried. I think Amon Ross St. Brown mm-hmm. is uh basically eating TJ Hawkinson's lunch this year. He's I, just I agree. Oh, goodness. Justin Jefferson had a down week for him. 10 points. <laughs> but then Tyreek Hill, 43 <laughs> points. Oh, my gosh. He had 112 points from three players, three wide receivers. That's nuts, man. Justin Tucker, San Francisco defense. So, yeah, it was a good week for Dan there. Oh, gosh. He had James Robinson go off on his bench, outscored Jonathan Taylor. What an idiot. Didn't play him. Uh, <laughs> but I will say that, and I did talk about this with Dan a little bit this week, and you can let me know what your thoughts are on this. But the one thing is, cause when I was going through the whole gamut of emotions on my team and whether I could compete with this, and clearly I cannot when you get three players putting up 120 points, but essentially what I was looking at was right now, Dan's quarterbacks are vulnerable. They're very, very weak, in my opinion. He's got Aaron Rodgers, who has not been very good this year. Um, he might actually be stepping down. Like I know Tom Brady warps everyone's mind. He's he's 45 and still playing, but Aaron Rodgers is 38. That's usually when quarterbacks started to fall off a cliff. Look at Matt Ryan. I I, 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 I do agree with that, but also Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the talent around him. That's that true. That is so, true. Like, I think that's a... I feel that's a big part of it. That's fair. But for fantasy, he's not been performing very well so far. Agreed. Agreed. Russell Wilson. um, Don't know what the heck is going on in in Denver, but he's been terrible through two weeks. Like terrible. He's been atrocious. He, he is cooking up like a school lunch, right? (laughs) That, that, that is not tasty. It is not good. And we don't want it. He was decent week one against Seattle. He had 19 yeah. points in that week, but still, like, that's just not Russ. That's not what you wanted from no, Russ, right? The the one nice thing is he does have Deshaun Watson on his bench, but we don't know what we're going to get from Watson. So he's just 
he's on on hype. You know, the whole Trey Lance thing, oh, he hasn't played in two years, but neither is Watson. By the time he plays, it'll be basically two years since he's played his last game of football. Um, so that's a little interesting there. Watson, I still believe in from a fancy perspective, so he should be fine, but he is a little bit weaker at the quarterback position. And then his running backs, I think that he's got elite guys at the top. Don't get me wrong here. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, very, very good. But I think that Zeke has fallen off a cliff. Chase Edmonds is not what we thought. Cam Akers is not what we kind of hoped. James Robinson is looking pretty good, but he's doing a lot of that based on touchdowns so far through two weeks. He's had three total touchdowns through three weeks or two weeks here. But other than that, he's really got nobody else. And then behind those wide receivers as well, he's got nobody. His next wide receiver after those four, which are great, don't get me wrong, is Josh Palmer and Darnell Mooney. So depth-wise, he is a little... He is a little vulnerable, so I will say that. But we'll see how it goes as as the team kind of goes on here. You can't complain when you're putting up almost 200 points, you know. Like I'm I'm trying to nitpick his team as much as I can to make myself feel better, but I can only (laughs) I can only nitpick so much, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Ryan's team. He like I said, he he put up a good effort. Uh, Just a down week from some of the guys. Nick Chubb had 33 points. Daryl Derrick Henry had eight and a half. He's kind of got me a little concerned. He hasn't been the same so far through two weeks, but I think that they're just trying to figure out that offense a little bit and get it rolling. But I think here in a couple of weeks, it'll be, I think by the end of the year, it's going to be definitely rolling business as usual for them. Uh, Devonte Adams, not a great week. Still had a touchdown, yeah, but two of seven. Ugh. Yeah, it, it, it Yeah, it's for Adams. It was a very weird game because like last week he got what, 17 17 or 19 targets yeah. Yeah, he was tar- he, he was targeted so much and then and then like this week like it seemed like he kind of disappeared against Arizona which I was very surprised about yeah Debo down week Dawson Knox kind of a down week there Cor- Cortland Sutton showed up DJ Moore is just doing do- DJ Moore things it's just Mr. Consistently mediocre. Yeah, it's just average. <laughs> but best, yeah. he did have Kyler on his bench, but Jalen Hurts outscored him. And that was about it. So he played pretty well. He started the right guys as well. But, uh, yeah, again, would have been enough for most of the league. Just was not enough. He was the third highest scorer on the week. Uh, lost only to Dan and, and Rob. But, yeah, just a rough matchup there. All right, the next one we'll talk on here. So that does make uh, Ryan 1-1, one one, Dan 2-0 if you're following along here. We'll touch on the standings here in just a minute. And we're going to try and speed this up. I did see we're over an hour, so we're going to try and pick it up a little bit more here as we go along. Uh, the next matchup, the other one that was kind of interesting, uh, Rick Speedway Ale versus Braden, uh, who's also known as just B. B all picked up the victory narrow victory one less than a point Bare, difference barely. yeah <laughs> but that does make Braden 2 and 0 and Rick 0 and 2 so um 122 to 121 yeah it was a very close one there but again we talked on this last week for for Rick specifically it's not something you want to see when you're going all in for this season now Derek Carr was decent Najee Harris Got me a little concerned. Dalvin Cook definitely has me a little concerned going forward. Uh, Mike Evans, 
not a great week. That was a sloppy game like we talked about. And now he's suspended for a game. That doesn't help here either when you're trying to trying to win, pick up wins everywhere you can. Hunter Renfro, really unfortunate double back-to-back fumbles. Um really t- and, and, kind of tanked his points. Yeah, and and and, and yeah, I, I was I was about to say going on points, like if Renfro wouldn't have fumbled, uh oh, Rick, yeah. Rick would have won. Yeah, that's great, dude. That's so, crazy. So back to back fumbles cost him the week. <laughs> that's yes. hilarious. Uh, Ger- Gerald Everett was a good play. I do like that. I think that he's going to be sneaky good this whole season. Yes, um, David Montgomery, pretty good. 15 carries for 122 yards. The problem is they just... Um, the the Bears need to get this offense rolling through the air. They just they have to. Um, Javante was pretty good. No touchdown. But, you know, he's just not getting a ton of usage in the air. But this whole Broncos team is just kind of sloppy right now. Um, Buffalo defense, 19 points there. That's pretty good. But, yeah. And then you look at it, too. Just not a lot of awesomeness on the bench either it was just kind of a rough week the funny thing is the buffalo d isn't even his best defense tampa bay outscored him so (laughs) that's just funny (laughs) but uh yeah rough week for for rick there almost pulled up the win brayden he started joe burrow joe mixon the super bowl hangover we talked about it pretty rough um austin eckler is austin eckler nine of ten through the air do like that but his efficiency has been rough so far um jerry judy got injured in that game left early sounds like he's going to be okay but he's kind of just dealing with it uh game to game uh christian kirk you talked on earlier Mm -hmm. really like him he's been looking really good they're really featuring him pretty heavily in this offense um travis kelsey down week there kareem hunt down week there compared to last week you know kareem hunt yeah 23 to 9 like that's a pretty big drop well, again, I talked on earlier, all running back scoring was down pretty heavily this week. Mark Andrews, great week there. Like Mark and I love Mark Andrews so much. Um, but yeah, Colts defense got wrecked for Braden. One point, 24 points allowed, no sacks, nothing. Just got whooped by Jacksonville. Oh man, that's rough. And then you look at his bench, wasn't anything crazy. Um, Chris Olave was kind of good. The the Rams defense ultimately I'm surprised he didn't start the Rams defense. Uh, how they've been playing against Atlanta at least. But yeah, rough game for for Brayden. He had a lot of down players this week and he still managed to get the win. So congrats to him there. Next matchup we'll touch on here. James versus Ken. Ken is rebuilding, so he didn't really need to win, but he would have won against me, so there's that. But yeah, James <laughs> gets the victory, puts Ken at 0-2, 153 to 132. James is now 2-0, beat me in week one. Um quarterbacks here we got Mahomes versus Stafford Stafford was a good play there but he did have two on his bench I think if he would have started Tua he probably would have won yeah he would have yeah. so that's yeah. fun uh but you know <laughs> it is what it is you can't blame him too much yeah. for that uh Mahomes Aaron Jones showed up insane off, yeah. oh my gosh Clyde pretty solid yet again do you like He's to see that solid, from Clyde yeah. Yeah, where has he been this whole year? Jamar Chase had a down game too, by the way. Ten points for Jamar Chase. The down game. Crazy. Michael Thomas is looking again like old Michael Thomas. You know, he's got the touchdowns. He's got three touchdowns in two games. That's crazy. Because old Michael Thomas didn't used to score touchdowns. But his stat line is just so hilariously Michael Thomas. Five for 57 in week one. Six for 65 in week two. Just 10-yard average. There you go. 
That's what Fantastic. Michael Thomas does. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, love it. Pat Fryermuth, he was solid. Um, Deontay Johnson, decent, not great. This whole Pittsburgh offense kind of has me nervous. It it kind of just sucks. Um, Thanks, T Higgins yeah, yeah. showed up. You know, it's kind of it's always so solid. weird. Yeah. Having T Higgins and Jamar Chase, I'm not gonna lie, just feels weird. I don't like it, but it works yes, for it him, I guess. So there you go. Um, on his bench, Mariota. Yeah, not a ton. Curtis Samuel on his bench is pretty good. Yeah, going to have to start finding ways to play him. Garrett Wilson on his bench as well. Evan Ingram, so his bench was pretty solid as well. So uh, pretty good week. James is looking pretty solid as we go into the next couple weeks. Um, On the other side, Ken, again, if he would have started two over Matt Stafford, would have won. Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, not great from his running backs, but those guys are getting more. They're they're young. They're young. So give them some yeah. time before we judge them too much. Adam Thielen, again, whatever. I, I don't like Adam <laughs> Thielen. I know you do, but yeah, he would have gotten a touchdown. Maybe it would have helped him a little bit. Right. Dalton Schultz got injured. That doesn't help him there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle, 41 points. Love to see that. Whew, Love him it. and Love him and Tyreek, man. That is Tyreek nasty. Went. Yes, no, I, I agree, and I am very excited as as a Miami fan seeing seeing Waddle and Hill, uh, trying to go deep with with Tua. Like if he, can <laughs> he doesn't have the best the arm, but you know it's funny. I, I real quick and a quick tangent here. Someone flipped all of uh, Tua's throws from because he's left-handed, right? They they mirrored it to make it look like he was throwing right-handed. And it's, it is crazy, the perception that that does in your brain. Like, when it looks like he's throwing right-handed, it looks like he's throwing normal. He looks like a decent yeah. thrower. You know, he doesn't look like yeah. he has the best arm. He looks like he has basically Case Keenum's arm. But, you know, he looks like a good thrower. It's just when he throws left-handed, your brain just does not compute it very yeah. well. It just looks so ugly. But, no, it's pretty good. Miles Sanders, Forkin, uh, Alan Lazard, working his way back from injury. I think that he's going to be better as time goes on here. But yeah, and then again, you talk on on the bench there. Just Tua was the big, big miss on the week. But other than that, pretty good lineup starts from Ken. All right, so then the next one here we'll touch on. That's the last one for the week was um, Eric versus Keelan. No pun intended versus Mr. Sealer Gurley. He got the close win there to end up going one and one, one thirty-eight to one thirty-four. Keelan is now zero and two. He's still probably outscoring me so far on the year. My team has just been atrocious, Garbage. but yeah, it's been bad, man. But Keelan yeah. had Lamar Jackson put a forty-five and still lost. That's crazy. Uh, the problem here is is here. I'll I'll say it right now. Cordero Patterson and Jeff Wilson is his running backs. Jeff Wilson was decent. I'll give him that. AJ yeah. Brown had a little bit of a quiet week, 12 points, but mm-hmm. love him so much. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a quieter week, but 12 points. He, his time is coming, I'm telling you. Zach Ertz, oh, decent I week agree. there for Zach Ertz. Uh, Mark Ingram and Devin Duvernay in his flex. And you look at the bench here, and that's where Tyler Lockett going off. Can't really predict that one. That that whole offense is kind of rough right now, so I don't I don't blame him that much on there. So that's really the only big miss. But yeah, the depth is the biggest problem for Keelan, I think, right now in the league. So in time, I think it's going to be coming. But as of right now, it's kind of rough. On the other side, though, we got Josh Allen putting up thirty for for Eric. 
Um, James Conner got injured in that one. He was looking decent until he got that ankle injury. Um, Antonio Gibson continues to be solid so far. Uh, we'll see what happens when they bring in um, uh, Brian Robinson because it Brian should Robinson. be about two more weeks until he's probably on the field starting. I think he's practicing right now. He's in the facility. So it's going to be a couple weeks before he's activated, and that'll be interesting to see the shakeup of this offense at that point. Mike Williams played last Thursday. Great week. Great bounce back. Um, Brandon Cooks was solid. Not great. Ten targets. You'll love to see that, though. He's the number one for Houston. There's really nothing to say there. He'll have his good weeks and his down weeks. Um, Ayuk was better with Jimmy Garoppolo, so there's that. Darren Waller. Solid week for Darren Waller. Love to see that. Josh Jacobs. Kind of a down week there. And that was pretty much it there. But, yeah, Carson Wentz. Almost outscored Josh Allen. That's crazy how close I was for him. Amari Cooper on the bench for Eric would have definitely made a difference here. Uh, Missed on that one, but I don't blame him. I sat Amari Cooper as well after his week one performance, but I think that looking back, I think that the Carolina Panthers defense is better than we are giving it credit. So um, I can understand that. I think that uh, that was a big miss by myself in the league as well. So don't don't blame him at all for that. So after two weeks, that leaves our standings as following. In first place is Dan Brinsfield. He is just absolutely slaughtering the rest of the competition. He's 80 points ahead of second place right now through two weeks. 80 <laughs> points, man. Oh, my gosh. All right, second place is James, 2-0. Uh, third place is Rob, the rebuilder, and, and he's pretty mm-hmm. close to third. Uh, fourth is Braden at 2-0 as well. Um, Ryan is in fifth place, 1-1. One and one. Eric in sixth place at 1-1. One and one. And then the rest of us are all 0-2 with Keelan at seventh, myself at eighth, Ken at ninth, and Rick in 10th place. And... Barely, if you did see the points, uh, the the separation between myself and Rick is two points. So it's very close to all of us being the bottom team here. But uh, it's point oh two points between Rick and uh, and Ken right now for last place. So that's pretty oh uh, pretty close there. So no, it's just uh, interesting matchups going forward. Any thoughts on the league before we wrap this thing up? Um. I think the big thing is that Dan is just above and beyond the best team and he's going to he's going to kill you guys each week and it's going to be interesting to see if somebody can take down Goliath. Yeah, it's my turn this week. So, uh yep, that's oh. going to be that's going to be great. So, I'm going to be starting 0 3. Um so <laughs> right. that, there's that. Um that's why yeah. I was that's why I was having a uh the whole roller coaster of emotions because I knew oh. I was playing Dan this week and uh Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be rough. I'm going to be very sad. I'm, I know I'm going to be on three and I'm already like upset about it. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll re recap next week. I think next week I'll have a better chance. I'll be playing Eric, you know, it's a, it still Eric's outperforming me, so I can't complain too much there, but it's at least closer. It's a, you know, he's only beat me by 30 (laughs) instead of, uh, double my score already. So there's that, you know, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough one this week. So I I really need, uh, all my guys to show up this week. Just, just one Mm. amazing week, please. That's all I'm asking. I just want to be, and the one funny thing is last tangent here with all the trades up and downs and everything, Dan was actually trying to get Kyle Pitts from me. 
hard, and I almost traded him to him, but I, I was going to make a contingent that if I traded him Kyle Pitts, he could not start him against me this week because if he blew up against me, I would lose <laughs> my mind. I would lose my mind. Ended up not doing it. I kept Kyle Pitts, but I was this close to to just giving him Kyle Pitts because it was a good offer. I'll say that much. But, uh, but yeah, it was just – I was like, dude, I cannot mentally handle it if he destroys me this week. I just can't <laughs> handle it. So – Oh man, work leagues are fun, man. I, this one tilts me off the face of the earth. I just I hate losing in this league, and I'm owing two. I'm gonna be owing three. So there's there's that. So oh well. So all right, thank you guys so much for joining us for our starts of the week this week. Let us know your thoughts over on Twitter, um, over on the YouTube, and thanks for hanging in with us. If you if you made it this far. It was a little bit longer, but we added the Trey Lance talk in the middle there that added a little bit of time. Hopefully, it was able to give you a little bit of insight on what to do with him in your leagues. But yeah, let us know your thoughts over on the socials, on the YouTubes, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Dale, we'll see you next week.